0: The end. This is the beginning. Aloha, it's Mama Donna here with another episode of positivity, a dose of positivity, and I want to welcome you all, all the new visitors and our regular visitors. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to today's episode. I want to let all the newcomers know that this is a privilege and an honor for me to interview these passionate change makers, thought leaders environmental and social innovators and wellness professionals that I get to have the opportunity to bring to you each and every week. And for those of you who can't stay on for the whole show, or for those of you who are tuning in to our YouTube or our podcast channel, welcome, welcome. And and for those of you who are on the air with us live, please put your questions, your concerns, your anything you want into the chat. We try and answer all of your questions during this one hour dose of positivity. And I want to remind those of you who haven't already joined um, our private Facebook group, where every day you can get an enormous dose of positivity, not just from me, but from other members in the positivity movement. Um, The name of our group is called Holistic Health Nature Therapy living and working like the future matters and we'll put that link in the chat and that link will also be in the replay in the YouTube and the podcast channel so um, anyway we we love having you as part of the community we are so happy that you are here today and before I introduce our incredible guest today Radever who is a social and environmental and spiritual leader, um, I'm going to do what I do each and every week is share an extra dose of positivity from my, one of my books, Living Like the Future Matters. And this ties in so nicely to what she's going to be speaking about today, which is awakening ourselves at any age. And so let me read this to you to warm up our audience and share from the depths of my soul about this awakening at any age. So I start out in in this chapter called Aging and Awakening. Leave a small footprint and have a greater impact. An adult tree has weathered many storms. Potentially an enduring acid rains, fevers and fires, heat waves, sub-zero freezes, infestation of parasites, fungi and infections, snags and broken branches are common as is the fear of being cut to the core before its time. Trees become seniors as they age, as do we. And gaps may appear in their canopies as prominent limbs begin to die off. Just like the gaps in our memories that come with age and fill with other memories. Like trees, humans are more vulnerable to bugs and viruses as they age. The older trees remain responsive and involved in their communities during their latter years. Their DNA circulates through the ecosystem to the younger trees. And surrounding all the life via an underground, mysterious, yet so brilliant network. Without the elder trees, diversity becomes compromised. Culture is lost, and the forest is weakening. The human species also benefits from the wisdom of its elders. If our elders are endowed with these attributes, then why would we not honor them? Some trees can live much longer than others. Oddly, the longest living trees survive best in the most extreme climates and situations. The Bristol pine, with their straggly-shaped, wind-beaten limbs, can live up to 5,000 years. They are conditioned to be more resilient. The trees know that someday that they will return to the soil, and once again regenerate into a new cycle of life. Given this understanding, the tree does not fear death, no, no, no. They know they are part of systems and cycles of nature. Thank you so much for allowing me to share that to, with you. And our special dress, Ravada, she knows about this better than just about any person I know. This woman is 83 years old. And she knows and has taught me so much in the few encounters we've had together, how in early childhood we're conditioned, right? And we've been given this biographical identity. And in this process, we're, we're not reminded of who you and I, who, who are we? And how that has caused so much suffering and pain because who wants to feel suppressed their own lives? So in this interview, we're going to explore the depths of our true selves and the divine spark within what makes up our biological identity? And who we truly are. What is a divine spark? And how do we unveil the divine spark hidden behind our biographical life? Now, those are some words, some brilliant words right there from Ramadan. And so I'm going to just give you a very brief introduction and then. She is going to take it away and I want you guys, Any, I know some of you are in that canopy stage of life and might be feeling um, a little uncertain about what's next, especially with these challenging times that we're experiencing right now and it's never too late to be vulnerable and to come forward and be your divine self and this is what this woman is here to show you at 83 years old that it is possible at any age. 30 years ago the ravada guidance called upon her to leave behind a successful entrepreneurial business and to follow her soul's agreement. Going through self-healing she deepened her understanding of the human tradition. She knew that she, she in, is here, she knew this, but things like you know, all of you, I'm looking at you, all of you, you know, you are here to break the code that traps yourself, that traps humankind. life. is known internationally. She leads clients through a sacred journey to discover inner peace, regardless of their life circumstances. And she offers all of us who are on this call, any one of you will put her website in the link, uh, in the chat here, and also in our replays. A 20-minute complimentary exploration which I've done with her, which is amazing. She's an empath like one of our previous guests, Tina, who was on, and she is incredible. So, Ravada. Um, I just wanted to welcome you so much to the show and I would love for you to just come on with all your glory once once you get her talking and telling stories we get going so um, please go ahead and share with us um, start with your childhood honey and and how it led you to where you are okay. Good, Madonna.
1: thank you so much for having me. And um, so my name is really Radhavi. And so many people have no idea how to pronounce it. I've gone to lots of uh, podcasts. Websites, yes, and and, um, and this how do you pronounce your name? So, So what I started doing now before they asked me said, I'm a and I live in North Carolina, you know, near Asheville. So they get to know how to say it, but it's perfect, perfect that, you know, it's so unusual, my name. So, um, you know, it's not an everyday name that, that is on the tip of the tongue, but well, okay. Part, your,
0: name, your name is part of your breakthrough, so why don't we start with that and share when you chose this name and why and
1: um okay i'm going to be very transparent so my first trip to peru which you don't know about my first trip to peru i met um a, 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 a proven healer that we had a past life connection with. we looked at each other's eyes and we knew we knew and so my girlfriend and i took a trip to peru with him And I, um, I went to Peru specifically for a town that he mentioned, Chivin, and I said, tell me about Chivin, because I remember Chivin. There's a knowingness. So, well, we, the first thing is everybody who goes to Peru has to go to Machu Picchu. So I said to myself, Machu Picchu is a tourist place. Everybody goes there. It's not not an interest for me, but it is part of the the tour. (laughs) As soon as we got into the first building, I started to remember. It's the biggest recall I've ever had in my whole life, and I've had several. The recall uh, lasted about an hour. Coming back to the place that I remembered so beautifully. And I know that I was a priestess there, but I didn't know my name. So I came home and I had a teacher uh, that time who was a channel teacher. And I told her, I said, you know, this was so unusual. And I had, she said, I have wanted to tell you this for a while, but you would have said, oh, that's nice. Cause she knows me. If I don't have an experience, it's only a story. I don't have an emotional connection. And she told me why, what happened in Shaveen, that I was beheaded there. And my name was Radevi. She's pronounced it in a little Latino. And she wanted me to connect when I do meditation to connect with her. So a long story is, that I think I came, and she wanted me to choose the name Radhavi. And so I got to realize that because she died at an early age, that aspect of me, that soul part of me needed to be integrated with my present life. So that's how that happened. Another interesting story about that, how it actually integrated, but not for tonight conversation. So my journey
0: was a huge awakening for you right there. So you were beheaded? What what we just just I just have to like (laughs) oh okay
1: so I she told me that I was um you know the authorities was after me because I was impressive in what I do and I was very different from them. Just like now I'm you know I'm I'm I have my own uh, I, I, I connection with myself, and I know that I'm different in my family, and I accept my difference. So, so I was beheaded because I went there to deliver, and I think it was a starseed baby and child, and so I was beheaded there. They caught me there, so that's it.
0: Boy, and you, you know it that. Not anybody, not every one of us has a, quite a story like that, right? But I, I would love for you to um, talk about the story of your childhood because I think that just overcoming being headed and 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 choosing a name and and pursuing your intuitive self to uh, rise above and and be able to help others and heal through your stories, but share about your your childhood journey with us and the fact that you are. Uh, your father was Chinese and your mom I think you said German descent but you you were born in Jamaica hence your- I was I
1: was born yeah I was born in a village in the mountain I love mountains in Jamaica and my father was from China and my mother was a mixture her father was from Germany so I was a mixture of Chinese German Scotch Irish and African and I love it because I feel that I relate and connect with so many people, and um, and so I I had a a, a, a very um, uncomfortable, painful connection with my mother. You know, won't go into the details of that. I was a breach, and we could have died, because a psychic in the town told her that. She dreamt that we would she would die of childbirth if she didn't drink this bush teas in the town. And so my mother went through three days of labor. And the midwife, I think she was an angel. On the third day, the midwife, because I was a breach and I would not be able to be born, I could not. And the midwife literally pulled me out so the journey in this lifetime started in a very trying way and and so my I, my mother's fears when she was upset with me i'm just a, i'm just a little teeny child you know would tell me that i came to kill her that's a very frightening thing for a child And all of us, by the way, now I'm not the only one. All of us have come in with a sense of innocence, purity. We have forgotten about who we ever were that that is removed from us. And so we are in that Christ light energy. With there's only love that exists Mm -hmm. there. And when you're conditioned and told that you came to do something to someone, it's very painful. Yeah. So that was a part of the journey, and so I I, I was I, I moved away from her. There were other things that created the pain. So I am, um, and so that was the buildup of my wounds and trauma, and I carried it inside. Yeah, because yeah. what I did, I moved away. I stepped away from my family in in your know, emotionally. And I would sit by myself at five, I remember that, and said, Why am I here? Mm-hmm. Where was I born? And I remember saying, I never ever want to come back. Now, why? how would a little child like that live? However, something really special, I would go to Sunday school. I remember at four years old, I couldn't read at that time, but in Sunday school, they talked about God, and they talked about Jesus, and they had the little fold-out picture with with, with Mary and Christ, and, and talk about God, and God was in heaven, and I was just in awe with God. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I was in awe. There was something about this being that I, I thought, where is heaven? He like, said, God is in heaven, where is heaven? I, and I would look up into the sky all the time. So, w- w- in spite of the pain and the wounds that I was carrying, there was this golden thread as I moved along in my life that was always, it was the golden thread that was in the tapestry of my life in spite of what was going on. Yeah. So, um, I got to the place So I was in business and I created a successful business because it's the natural thing with me, I knew how to do that. And then it wasn't satisfactory, it wasn't satisfying. There was something more, I'm missing something. And um, and finally one day, when I moved to the United States, I was going through a very deep emotional despair, huge. And uh, my child came in front of me, looking at me with the saddest eyes and looking straight in my eyes. And I was, I said, because I had walked away from my from from all my traumas and my pain. I only carried it inside. I remembered it. I remembered it, but I locked it away. And and i said i don't want to see you just go i don't i don't want to see you just and for 3 weeks she was there every day not saying a word and i realized in the third in the third week i had to connect with her and i had no idea how to do that
0: was this when you say connect to her you meaning your old the old child that you left
1: behind yes yes Yes, yes. Okay. there was a knowing that I had to connect with her and I had no idea how to do that. Yeah. So, um, uh, in my in my circle of, of spiritual group, there was an outer group where this woman did massage and and I heard other things. And she was the only one I know of who did other things. I don't know what the other things were, so I called mm-hmm. her. And I said I needed to connect with my child and she said, Oh, that's one of the things I do, and I was shocked. I had no idea people did those things. So uh, making it shorter, I went to to her and she said it would be very easy for me because I wanted to do it. And so she had me lie and cover up, and I, and she said, I want you to breathe and tell me the first, what, what comes up for you. It did not take long for something to come up for me. And I thought, you want me to tell you when I've covered and hidden away everything that happened to me, you want me to tell you. And I, you know, just and it was you I,
0: I t- I one question here, because I think it's point of reference of time. How, how old are you at this time when you're
1: meeting your your younger? OK, self? that's a good I was 40. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said, And there's a part of me said, you came here for something and if this is what you have to do, you can't leave without it. And finally, about 20 minutes later, I told her that what came up for me, I was molested when I was five. And what happened at that point when I said it, there was an emotion that came with the accepting the verbal, and I knew, I understood at that point that I needed. I went home and it's very important for the listeners to really understand this. I had to connect my emotions with my memories because that's where the healing is. The healing is about the pain that is locked up inside of us. And that's where my self healing began. And that's where my experiences of understanding the human condition began. And then that's when I realized that was my soul's contract, and I couldn't do it until I connected with my wounded child.
0: Oh, it's so such a beautiful story, and I know a lot of the people who are on today live or uh, are older. You know, maybe 50, 60s, even 70 year old, and you're 83, but. Um, there's also some of you who are in your 30s and 40s and listening to the replay and this is really really cool because i had a huge awakening at the same around the same time when i was 40 i got fat sick and nearly dead And, and tell if you could put the link to living like the future matters in in the in the chat the evolution of a soul to soul entrepreneur and yeah, I had this, this a very similar awakening and, and I really appreciate how much you, you connected it for all of us with in regards to having that emotional connection to that memory, to really allowing yourself to experience it, to let it release like a volcanic eruption and let the lava spew and realize what you're doing when you do that is
1: creating new land It was, it was years of healing because now here is something else that I got to learn through all of that. Remnants of the past that comes with our soul. Our soul is here to evolve, learn, to, to, to grow and evolve and get back into source, the oneness. I, there was so much emotional healing. And I remembered one thing that I knew it was in, in, in a lot of past life. So I know it wasn't just my present life I was unveiling. I was also unveiling remnants of the past that we all have come with. Yeah. but we are forgotten. But once we once the the, 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 the hose, the faucet is turned on and the hose is running through. We, we it's, it's, there's no place to block us anymore. The mind is not there, we, we keep going. And that is a beautiful, to me, it's a beautiful sacred journey. Yeah. Once we got over the hard knocks and to feel that I can open, I have to, I realized I had to. And so that's why I'm so passionate about helping people through their past because we can't create a new being if we're still holding on to the past the the old the, the past is going to be the same as the future unless we change and we clear that absolutely
0: God like the people, you guys have heard me say before, compost what doesn't serve you, nourish what does. You can get a blood transfusion, but you can't live without water. And blood relatives or people you think you have to be to the kin, it's the water, which are the friends or the relationship, or they can be blood that hold you up, that keep you buoyant. And those are the ones who allow, so you can open up your heart, who you can share with and and when those energy vampires, whether you've been molested or abandoned or abused in some other way, when is enough when is enough enough? When are we re- ready to stand up, rise up, rise up, and stop the craziness?
1: So yeah, and what I what I wanted to to, to say to the audience now and and the future audience is that, once we start to unveil, because the, the cry and the emotion, and you don't have to be as emotional as I was. You just have to feel it. You just have to be aware that you have touched that place of truth within you. You have the opportunity as you unveil, you're unveiling the past. And you're beginning to become much more... Uh, expressing your your light and you more to connect with the essence of your being but it just doesn't quite happen just because you're unveiling because the mind is still stuck in the conditioned years we still believe that we are the body we still believe that we are our name when this body is our sacred temple that is housing exactly who we are, the soul. So we have to, once we're doing that, it's much easier to to remove the identification of who we have always thought we are. God, that's the conditioning. They did, we were veiled over. Um, our essence, our true essence was veiled over. By the conditioning, and every human being has been conditioned. Right,
0: and I, I just want to add to that too. This, this is so beautiful. Your words are just speaking to my soul. And you know, I think it's even a Chinese proverb: you, you live in the past, you're depressed; you live in the future, you're anxious; and you live in the present, it's a gift. But what we're experiencing, a lot of us right now, as we go into this recession, as the uncertainty of the virus spreading. Um, and not just the COVID virus, but the virus of greed, and all of those stories that people are um, digesting in the media, the fear media and conspiracies that are falling uh, uh, around us. And then to have to deal with our our childhood trauma, on top of that, a lot of people are, well, 50% more since COVID are dealing with drugs and alcohol, suicides after the addiction the suicide or whatever and we gotta we gotta stop it stop the craziness so the faster we take care of a wound the sooner it's going to heal
1: and, and and here's how i look at that donna that these last two years have really brought up a lot of fear and a lot of despair but it also has a great wisdom to it and i don't want anyone to ever think that i don't have compassion my heart is full compassion for the major difficulties that people have been going through however a lot of the despair that people are feeling a lot of the fear that they're feeling it's the tiny seeds that were planted from their childhood conditioning that are now sprouting up and and the thing is it's a planetary issue so the collective has been feeling all their all their fear and stuff is rising up, and it's a grand moment now for people to say, "I need help, and I need to go take care of this." Yes, yeah, I love
0: that. Right? Not there's no shame really? in that. people no. are living shame if they feel shameful to do that. They're there, and who wants to live bottled up and and and. I, I don't want to say blow out your brains or whatever, but people are uh, not not just. I mean, I'm talking emotionally, not just even the physical part of it, and just. Uh- sharing our goodness and our greatness and being part of making the world a better place. I mean, that's, that's the positivity that we search for each and every day. And if people are looking for those positive memories in our childhood, right, then let, those are the ones we want to focus on. Cause what we focus on grows, right? So we won't in, and, and so I would love for you to talk more about the, you know, how, how, how to actually make the shift. I mean, yeah. How do you, come from this tr- space of trauma and fear and paralyzation being paralyzed. We're literally paralyzed. People are paralyzed right now. A
1: lot. I really, really understand and have a lot of compassion for it. How much we, we, we have hidden away that our deepest, darkest fear wounds trauma and how we really a lot of people don't know how to open it. I didn't know either, but my soul dragged me into said, you have to do this. So um, so the thing is, in the 20 minutes conversation, discovery that I offer people, God, man, take it. I, uh, you're not committed to do the session, but my gosh, it's your it's, it's it's your um, desire for for the divine in you to do that, whether with me or somebody else. Yeah. And I commonly tell people, it doesn't matter how amazing the facilitator is that you heard, if you don't feel safe with them and you don't feel a connection, don't. And I put myself right there because I know my devotion and passion is so strong to support people because my memories of how I got from there to here is always alive in me and I know that in the collective this is this is what has a lot of us are feeling what the collective is going through so to make this a better place to come to the place of inner peace To change what's going on on the planet, we have to do it for ourselves first. We have to do it for ourselves. We're not doing it for anybody else, it's the desire to reclaim the divine within. And I think what's coming to me now to say is, I wasn't planning on talking about the book now, but because we're going through the wounds and the trauma and talking about that, the veils of the essence. Remember I said we all came in with that divinity. That is what has been veiled over by the wounds, the traumas and other beliefs. And we we, we end up having this distorted thinking. And uh, right and wrong and, and fear and uh, it's just, I've seen it. I've worked with too many clients. I've seen what I didn't come with to learn from, my, my clients bring that to me. So the book that, that my dear husband is supporting me with too are um, messages. I'm a messenger. I mean, that's what I come to think. That's what I do in my service. I get information, so I'm a messenger. And I got messages from, I had a vision and then I got the messages and it's about the child who said we have a golden key and we had to help the adults but first they have to take us out of jail and i knew exactly what they're talking about mm-hmm. to have to to unveil and to do the healing so i got some really met a lot of messages and with yearning messages and one of the deepest pain they said the deepest pain is that they can't share their love out into the world. That, and so they really urged me to put it in a book and they said, those who are awakened, will, will those who open to us, as they said, we are, we are not a wounded child, we are divine spark. And they said, those who are open to us, Will be changing it from the dark to the light,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, I, and I,
0: I'm just loving what, what you're saying. And I want all the listeners to realize that you we we all have the power to have awakening and to help others get through to where we're, we're, what we're talking about right now. This is not something that. I went to school to do, or Radhava or went to school. This is a, a calling when you allow yourself and you open yourself up to the divine and to realize that there's it's time to reckon with what your purpose is. And it's interesting because I find a lot of times that the people that I work with, most of the time, they're when they're feeling like they're the neediest as soon as they turn around and help someone who is in need of something different it is the most empowering thing it is the biggest part of the healing journey when you can help someone else even if it's a pet or a, 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 a stranger when it's just that act of kindness when when we are open to not only um expressing our like traumas of what's going on but open to receiving others and to be able to relate and to be compassionate to one another and and take a lot of what Ravada has been saying and applying that like hey uh and and i urge you all to call her and do the 20-minute call because it's amazing it'll get you to where i i am trying to get to with this little babble that i'm expressing right now is you have it within you. Every single one of us was born to serve. Every single one of us was born to be loving and giving and generous. And somewhere along the line, like Ravadar's story, we all have a story. And whether we wanna live that story till we go into the grave or ashes, is a choice that we get to make. And one of the things that I love that you say, Rabadir, is you say, you now see God in the mirror, the same mirror that reflects you. Many faces, one spirit. And I would love right now for you to elaborate on that because that is something that you live by and that you teach.
1: Okay. so. The journey continued for me about awakening. That was only the beginning. What I was doing with unveiling all those wounds, I, I, got, to the, I got to that place where I got to my soul. This was my egoic place. No, but I, this is my experience. And then I walked over to and I could feel when I arrived somewhere else in my soul and I was handed I was handed the gifts that my soul is holding for me. We all came in with with our own gifts, a treasure box. I was handed the treasure box, and I became a lot more intuitive, a lot more compass com, um, with empathy. I had a lot more sensitivity to people, and now I, I because I have an indigenous nature too, I came in as a. Sh- You know shamanic memories and so my ability that i have is when i'm listening to my client very keenly i can i'm into another space where i can see under the hood Mm -hmm. i know i know what's happening and i know the feeling that's there and and it's and i thought it was a natural thing but it's not natural it's part of my medicine bag that i came up with so, what I wanted to say again, to really, really understand and live from the oneness of presence, I am, is that as we continue to unveil, we are unve- the identification becomes less and less. So, we, 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 we no longer identify with a lot of things that we did before that really bothered us. But I had a I had a real passion. My soul was sending me more ex, in a more expansive place, and I would listen to the awakened teachers. They were the ones I listened to. And um, I was going flying. Uh, my grandson, 21 years old, had died, and I was on the plane. I was in flight going back to Jamaica. And I took one of the books, and I was reading. And immediately, my identification that I had always thought was me came out and down the aisle of the plane. And in one split second, I went into that space. I was never the same. In one split second, I recognized that all that spiritual work I was doing, all all my um my food and my 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 juicing on all of those things that i was falling to be a good spiritual person was in that identification had nothing to do with who i am and who i am who the real me was left behind here thinking oh my god the only person i can tell this was my husband I have to wait, it was shocking. But that was the beginning, because the purification begins after we have recognized that we were never the identification, we are not the name, you know. It doesn't matter how my name is pronounced, I'm not the name. There's a frequency to the name, but I'm not the name. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, a mother. I'm not a child, I'm not a daughter. I'm not even a wife. I, I use those I identify this for convenience. but who I am was really never born. A who I am is not this this body. Who I am resides in the pure consciousness. This is everywhere. Yeah. And it's an
0: energy, it's an energetic, beautiful. And
1: your life changes. You begin to see that what's going on out in the world is not your concern. Mm -hmm. You begin to see, you allow and accept things to be. You you, you know, of course, if if your pet or somebody you're, you're close to past, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it, but it doesn't linger with you. Yeah. it doesn't linger and Strengthen, and so
0: really in a way you you're you're strengthened by the hardship it makes you more resilient like what i was talking about when i first was reading in my book the oldest tree the the uh bristol pine is 5000 years old and it lives in the, the harshest of environments and it's more resistant and resilient and yeah mother trees are so important in the forest just like you are at your age or any age sharing this wisdom that's dna that's in the mycelium that spreads energetically um, that we ignore this wisdom of this in talking about indigenous people our ancestral uh, tribal um, connection to spirit to worshiping um the the ground the earth that we, we walk on, the air that we breathe, that the the sights that we see, the, the just the energy of, of each other. I mean, there is so much energy. And you guys, if you can read the chat, Alan's in there writing some really cool stuff. Um, but it is so important um, to, to, to the, the, it's that energy we are we are that what's in between right our bodies and and, and, and whether you believe in reincarnation or afterlife I mean heaven or hell it, it's everybody's personal preference but the real truth of the matter is that there is this energy just like uh Ravadir you were talking about this morning how you met um I think it was Renee and that other woman on your call this morning there's there's no mistakes like how we we connect like the strangest thing with almost eight billion people in the world and 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 you can share what happened to you this morning oh. to let you put your email in the, in the box so we can stay stay in touch
1: well, so um, so, yeah so i had several networking yesterday and um one of the networking you know i met this, this you know we have breakout rooms and we talk about what we do mm-hmm. and where they're connecting and you know somebody may feel connected to you connecting to you and they want to connect again so this woman um connected with me um from one of the networking group And we had a wonderful connection and she's Chinese, she's, she's from Taiwan. And I thought, so we had this, this, this identification body thing, you know, connection. And yet there was also another connection where I work, I support the kind of work she does. She doesn't do what I do, but she said she's very familiar with that. And, and that was such a beautiful, we felt that wonderful connection. Then I went to another networking group and there was this other woman and she's from Canada and she does coaching and she does work with a lot of people. but she's very familiar with the emotions and so on. And then when we went to another breakout room, it was just the two of us, which is very unusual, only two people. And I said, I guess we have unfinished business to go through. So she's talking, and I said, um, "You're you're in Canada? Well, are you from another country?" And she sort of, you know, she told me it it was a different way of asking her. She said, "Yeah, I'm from Jamaica." And I opened my mouth, shocked, and I said, "I'm from Jamaica." And so we both felt that identification, that connection, connected with my my uh uh african and you know ancestry and then i connected with my age chinese over there and i thought what a thing it was it was really funny so so coming back to to when you hmm, when you start to unveil the identification and you get to a place of stripping away your identification. What is happening is you're beginning to go back into the innocence that you are. Your childhood stuff, Not you're not being childhood, but you, the innocence, and I can see that with myself because I see the flower or my plant and I touch it. And like this, what I'm t- telling you about today, I'm laughing because it's so it's it, it's a child it's a childhood laugh with this thing that happened, and I not, so this is how it happens. I'm just more in a in a um, playful way, you know, um, because I never did that growing up, and my guys tell me that. Allowing so allowing magic to happen,
0: allowing the identification part of it to I know. And meaning to all of that and to continue on that there there's a there's reasons why when you know when the phone rings and someone answers or you run into to someone who looks exactly like um someone who just passed away and that you feel that spirit or that energy and it can lift you out of out of a sadness to realize that that person is 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 still with us and not not burying just you bury somebody we don't bury the soul we don't bury the energy that carries us through married times and the good times you don't bury that we we keep it's kind of like what you had mentioned earlier that I loved you know once it comes out it, it you know it, 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 there's no stopping it and so that's once right comes, that's
1: right the flow the flow you know you just whoo it's wonderful make going forward in these really um
0: difficult times and i'm not saying that lightly i mean i've been you know i grew up in the lala time right post world war ii post the great depression and into the you know 60s 70s trust me there was a lot of horrible things going on in that time but we, we're, we're really all entering new territory, people. Every one of us who um, is, has blinders on needs to take them off. They don't need you. But I suggest that you do and decide, are you going to go into the depths of despair? Or are you going to go into the awakening world where you can transcend your beautiful self, get rid of this identity crisis, get rid of this self sabotaging burying, of your true sense of who you are meant to be and come out and be part of the positivity movement be part of the as I always say soul-lution, soul s-o-u-l solutions the solutions people are begging for them everywhere uh we we are we are being bombarded I I ask all of you who are on the call today or who are listening to the replay, do not turn on the news for 24 hours. And if you get through 24 hours and you're feeling better, do it for another 24. And if you're feeling even better, do it for another 24. And so on and so forth. Sure, you want to touch base. I'm not saying keep the blinders on so thick that you don't know when the fires outside your front door. But there are things that we can do when we focus on the positivity, we focus on what Radhavir is talking about awakening and overflowing and getting rid of that trauma and allowing ourselves to rise into an energetic field that you're part
1: of the healing. That's our purpose. And, you know, when I go to my networking, which I commonly do, Um, and we have breakout rooms and I look at each one of us and and I am not ashamed to say or hold back anything and I feel it my heart speaks and I said you know we all look different different age different everything what I see is that there is something in you and all of us that are very similar. And I really say it with such a hard space because there's nothing to hide away from, you know, and I said, there's a connection, we all have that one and this that spark that is from the one flame of God, and I'm going to use the word God because that's the word I love. I'm not, you know, the, the the flame of the the spark the, the sparks as one flame of god all of us here are sparks from on the one flame of god and, and this and, and 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 we're all connected whether we know it or not you yeah, know you we're do. all connected and and that is the thing about when you get to a certain state of consciousness you realize that you, you, you are, you, 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 you meet yourself in everyone I love and that. yes, you meet yourself in everyone. And yes, you know, I found the God in the mirror and it's the same mirror you will find yourself. You find God when you look in the mirror
0: i just i just love with one of one of our listeners is saying he says most of the people you make connections in your life are former life contracts and i think that that's so true and you know as we come to the close of the hour we have three minutes um, left till closing. And I noticed that I want to let everybody know who's on the call before Ra- 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 um does her closing remarks is that my battery is running low. And if you oh. haven't noticed, my background is different because um, the I, I, I don't have internet. I haven't had internet for two days and it's been awesome. Um, so I'm down at a friend's house and I'm on the big island of Hawaii for those of you who don't know but this is a different view um, and she was so gracious to have me but I could get cut off any minute because I'm a little okay the there's
1: one off. thing may, I would like to close this with what with something yes, absolutely please um and near death experiences sometimes I listen to them there's one woman who had a beautiful experience and it's about the five wisdoms and i won't go, uh, articulate too much but the first one which was, i think is very important is giving and receiving yes what it means whatever you give to anyone it's what you're getting back because if you're angry and you squirt out at someone you're feeling it here it didn't just didn't just end on that person you are also receiving it back. And that's the same thing when we give love, because many, many years ago, I mean, I said, we're here to give love and, and and receive and accept love. It's also about, think about what we give. That's, that's a thing. And the second one was, I am, I am awareness. You know, I am, uh, we are it. I am the awareness and presence, that's who we are. And the third one was love that surrounds us. You no, know, I had the experience of the everlasting love and actually that's what we are. So it's, it's that everlasting love. So I know that it wasn't easy because I had an experience when I know how to love, but I didn't know how to acknowledge that I am love. That is the key to surrender and to know, I am not feeling love. I am love that is expressing itself. So, So, yes. So the all knowing expanding in love and, and into the oneness, we are the universe. We are the one, the universe, is inside everything is here and there's you know we a lot of us have a whole different intellectual learning it's not about that yes it's not about that
0: absolutely And tell i'm going to ask you right now because that is so beautiful what you're saying and i'm so afraid my computer's gonna die oh, I want yeah and, and there's one thing stop resisting
1: okay stop resisting oh i didn't mean to cut you off i'm not oh, about no. to- allow and accept and, and one, one quick thing i want to say yes. she had a near-death experience experience it and i what i really want to say is you don't have to die to experience this all you have to do is unveil the divine spark that is you mm, the divine spark that is because i live for most of this you you can live that from your awakened state you don't have to die Oh. So I know and I I'm,
0: I'm um from a woman from an eighty-three year old woman full of wisdom and joy and heart, um, tell put uh the her link to the 20 minute call and also Um, Our Facebook group will have the replay up there really soon, too. You guys come into the Facebook group, please. Um, We'd love to have you. And and our our website um, will also be in the chat, so you can copy the chat and get a download of our uh, Conscious Cures Guide and get in touch with all of our other incredible speakers who are coming um, on each week. Um, Next week, we have Nina Simon coming on the the co-founder of Bioneers will blow your mind also speaking about the sacred and the divine woman um, and the divine within you're going to love it and I I can't thank you enough Radavir, for coming on and sharing your wisdom sharing your brilliance your love and your light and that last story it, I it, will 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 keep me going all day long and um, you know we're gonna all have many past life experiences and we already maybe already have had many and to cherish being here now and to loving one another and saying I am love I am joy I am hope I am here for you and so without further ado and my computer dies and thank you all for being here today on a dose of positivity and we welcome you back all of you each and every week where I invite changemakers, thought leaders, and professional wellness coaches, people who are inspired by social and environmental innovation. So thank you again for all tuning in and Radavir again. Much, much love. And to all of you, I bid you adieu and aloha.
1: Aloha, Donna, and thank you so much for having me here. It was special. Very special.